Hello, you're listening to Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, and love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. And you know, the last time we were together, we were discussing whether or not divorce was a sin. Mm -hmm. And you showed where God provides for divorce in the Bible. It's not his best, but he provides for it. So I guess what I really want to ask today, can I remarry? Is that allowed? That is an excellent question because that is what's going to come up most often in this discussion about divorce because they're going to go to the Matthew 19, 9 passage and a similar passage in, in Mark, if I remember correctly, that, that basically says, and I say to you, whoever divorces his wife except for immorality and marries another commits adultery. Let's pray about this before we go on. Yes, please. <laughs> Lord, we do thank you again that if we just pay attention to your word, that there's clarity. Uh, And clarity comes from obedience, not reasoning through your word, obeying you, seeing that it works, moving on to the next stage of obedience. I pray that we will be clear about this very important topic. In your precious name, amen. Amen and hallelujah. P.S. Dear God, I hope you got my silent intention there. (laughs) (laughs) And that voice you hear is a great and godly woman, a dear friend. Deborah, what do you think about this? Well, you know, after I had divorced and come back to the Lord and was in church not very long, for not very long time at all, I began to, of course, read the Word, and I had attended a few courses on marriage and realized I had a lot of baggage to deal with, and um, I was very convicted about my divorces and my part, the part that I played in that. And I was convinced that I couldn't remarry. Uh, I had counseling on that and just had a period of just grieving and thinking, you know, I've, I've just really messed up here. I can't remarry. Um, I'm young still. And what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And that is a very common statement. In fact, uh, uh, that has come to me more than once, obviously, in, in talking to people that, in fact, in, in one situation, the woman is is uh, basically stating to uh, the man that, you know what, you shouldn't have gotten, a, you shouldn't have gotten remarried to me anyway, because now you're in sin twice or something like oh, that. No. <laughs> and it's, it's a really sad situation that you end up getting into. So some people do believe that remarriage is literally committing adultery. That's what some people do believe. And they have some interesting grounds to stand on, but I don't think the grounds really fit what the, what the Bible is telling us here. So some people say remarriage is permitted in all situations. Some people say, you know, remarriage only if there's been adultery and no other situation. But I think there is some uh, other options. I think that if it's a biblical divorce, that remarriage is allowed. And biblical divorce simply means a certificate of divorce. And it's one of the things that I really didn't get to say in the previous program that I do want to say now. One of my concerns is whether or not no-fault divorce actually fits into what Jesus was saying when he was providing this uh, statement in Matthew 19, 9. And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife except for immorality and marries another commits adultery. If you look at those words there, 
you will realize that there is a strong argument that can be made that the word divorce there actually means just separation. Jesus did not say whoever provides a certificate of divorce to his wife and this, uh, et cetera, as we see back in Deuteronomy 24. Remember the provision that we talked about last time, Deuteronomy 24 talks about a certificate of divorce, an actual legal document, an actual piece of paper. And you had stated then, depending on how you translate that out, it either means divorce, there's a certificate, or separation, right. a division. And that is what I believe is going on here in this particular comment. But let me throw this out real quick before I uh, lose it again. If we have a no-fault divorce type of uh, mindset, there is a likelihood that no contract has been broken and that in spite of a legal document, it may not be a true biblical divorce. I'm not willing to try to argue that one at this point in time. I'm not smart enough to try to figure that one out. Uh, But I do want you to take a real close look at your reason if you're moving in that direction for divorce. I really want you to be very careful about that because I know that God does hate divorce. We talked about that. He does provide a provision. But the biggest issue he is providing the provision is because of the hardness of our hearts. That's the biggest reason he's providing this provision. So be careful about why you're entering into this. Most of the time, a no-fault divorce will have a concept that is totally against what we are preaching in great relationships, which is, look, pursue their best anyway. That's that's what we're wanting to do. In pre-production, the two of you were having a conversation, and it was just resonating in my head because I know that when I've done premarital counseling, I've asked couples to take the divorce option off the table. Right. It's easy because before you get married, you seem to give the other partner a lot of grace. Yeah. But when specifically we enter this, and, and I know you don't want to get too deep in this, but when we talk about no-fault divorce, I tend to think of no-fault divorce as being a politically correct way of not calling sin, sin. Mm -hmm. And in that case, I'm actually supposed to identify it, pray for it, exalt my partner and love. Mm -hmm. But if I have this politically correct means to divorce, then I don't have to call sin, sin. That can be true the way you're stating it. But I think it's definitely true that we don't want to rationalize the fact that we're just making life all about ourselves. Uh, We don't want to get into the reality that that's really what's going on here. I just don't want to try to work so hard to pursue somebody's best when I actually hate them. That's that's really what we're saying. Mm -hmm. We're not willing to put ourselves into the place where God has called us to go, which is not only to love them, but to love our enemies. And as we were saying, you know, that often is the case when we're in a divorce environment. They're they're an enemy at this point Mm -hmm. in time. And God's called you to love them anyway. That's that's a tough place for us to go. Well, the reason why I was going to that corner is this, because I am divorced more than once, right? right. So here's the case. If I would have stayed there and reflected Christ in the relationship, I don't know what would happen, but I can say this, because I bailed, mm-hmm. the opportunity to glorify my Lord went away. Mm-hmm. I do believe that God is going to give you other options to get other rewards, but that one reward is probably gone. Yes, I'd agree with that. Carl, specifically in our pre-production, also asked a question. It was along the line, what is it that 
kept you and Louie from divorcing. We were just talking about that. And what were some of the things that you were thinking, Deb, from your viewpoint as to? Well, my grandparents had a long marriage, 65 years. My parents were married uh, at that time in my first divorce. And so even though I've been raised to believe that you don't divorce, so that was all in place. But I wasn't walking with the Lord, Mm -hmm. certainly. That was not there. And that was a huge key factor, Mm -hmm. I think, in it. Because when things got bad and there was abuse involved, everyone around me was saying, get out, get out, Mm -hmm. get out. Even though there was a strong family system, I wasn't willing to stay in there. Yeah. I think that was one of the absolute keys to Louie and I not going for divorce. I don't remember. Maybe it did through Louie's mind, and it, it... it, it may have, I can't speak for her, but I know in my mind, it never even crossed my mind hmm. to consider a divorce because our family system, that was just something you just didn't do. We just didn't do those type of things. Okay, I hate to interrupt, but we'll be back right after this. Stuff's coming out of Chapter 11 on the Great Relationships website, grnumulatrelationships.com. Great quotes for great relationships. That woman was taken from man no more implies the inferiority of woman to man than the taking of man from the ground implies the inferiority of man to the ground. Nor does the term helper connote subordination. Dr. Eugene Merrill. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships right now. You don't have to sing the blues about today's issues. Learn to think biblically with Worldview Academy's Bill Jack with simple tools for brain surgery. Muslims believe that women are nothing more than chattel, property, much like a piece of furniture. A Muslim male may have up to four wives according to Islamic law. If a wife displeases her husband, he can divorce her simply with no obligation. She, however, has no recourse legally. Islam is a very chauvinistic, male-centered worldview that oppresses females. Jesus, on the other hand, liberated women. He treated them with respect and dignity. Paul wrote, In Christ is neither male nor female. The Redeemer Jesus came to offer salvation to all, men and women. That's true liberation, another simple tool for brain surgery. To add more tools to your kit, call 1-800-2411-123. Hello, you're listening to Great Relationships, Pursuing the Best in Work, in Life, and Love. Herman, Deb, right before the break, the two of you were talking about family systems and how it kind of motivated separation or not. Right, right. In my mind... I really do know, as I've thought back on those things, as I was even studying this material uh, years ago, that divorce wasn't even an option in my mind. It didn't even occur to me that that would be considered. Louis has stated that our commitment to each other made divorce kind of off the table. I, I think that, is, that, that family system stuff is really strong. 
really strong. It, I don't think there was anything in my mind that I was looking at God's Word and going, you know, I, I really want to walk with the Lord here and, and, uh, and, and not get a divorce, and I want to do it the right way. I don't think, I hope that was part of it. So isn't that paradoxical? Because, I mean, here it is. We have two people. Again, if you have never heard Herman and Louis' testimony, please go to the website and listen to it with that disclaimer. Mm-hmm. So the paradox is this. We have two people who profess to love God, love one another. You're in an adulterous relationship. And yet you don't get divorced. Wait a minute. Everybody says, I'm out of here. Look, see what they did. Right. And that's all we can say to that is sometimes we pay attention to some truth and sometimes we don't. (laughs) 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 That's really what it boils down to. So in in our situation, I think the, the, the big key was our family system helped us not go in that direction. Uh, Other times, you know, other family systems, it may not have been that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. But I think this is a key, though. So if you have divorced, are you in sin if you go remarry? That's a question that is typically going to be brought up at some point in time. And people, again, like we have uh, stated in the last block, end up quoting Matthew 19, 9 and say, nope. The only chance that you can go get remarried is if adultery or immorality was involved. If you divorce for any other reason, can't do it. You're in sin. You're actually committing adultery. I'm not going to spend a bunch of time trying to go through all the details on this. Trust the videos on greatrelationships.com, GR, the number eight, relationships.com, chapter 11, the second section, and let Paul and I walk you through all of that online, and you can see that and either, you know, send us a message saying this is a bunch of trash, and we'd be (laughs) glad to interact with you. But hopefully that will give you a little bit more information. Let me just kind of cut to the conclusion. If you take the words, the Greek words there for the idea of divorce, the way that God was using this, Jesus was stating it, it actually means sending her away. It's not meaning an actual divorce certificate. So let me read the passage as it could be easily paraphrased. Verse 31 of Matthew 5, furthermore, it's been said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you, whoever divorces his wife for any reason other than sexual immorality causes her to commit adultery. See, there's the other passage that is bringing into play. Well, if it's not adultery, then I can't get a divorce. Well, here's the issue for you to consider. Certificate of divorce was specifically stated there. Whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce, meaning whoever separates from his wife, make it legal, send a certificate of divorce with her. But I say to you, whoever divorces, separates from his wife, that's a better way to say that, for any reason other than sexual immorality, causes her to commit adultery. Why? Because you didn't provide a certificate of divorce. So let me read the paraphrase. Verse 31 would say something like, Furthermore, it has been said, whoever sends away, apoluo, his wife, the Greek word, sends away, let him give her a certificate of innocence, apostasion. What does a certificate of innocence mean? It means she 
is being sent away and she's clean. I'm the one that's mm-hmm. wanting the divorce. She's clean, a certificate of innocence. That's, that's a better way to think about this. So I'm sending her away with a certificate of innocence saying she can marry anybody she wants to marry because she's innocent. Verse 32, but I say to you that whoever sends away, just sends her away, apoluo, his wife, except for sexual immorality. Well, she committed sexual immorality. That's why I'm sending her away. Okay, that's what Jesus is saying. If you send her away for any other reason than that, you cause her to commit adultery. Why? Because you don't have a legal divorce. Because she did not get a certificate of innocence, an apostasion, and whoever marries a woman who is sent away, apoluo, commits adultery because she did not get a certificate of innocence. Now, doesn't that make more sense to think about it? It does. Uh, and when you, when you think about it from those, those viewpoints, it, it helps reestablish the idea that the Lord is saying to us, which is, look, I hate divorce. I hate it. The reason why you guys are going for divorce is the hardness of your hearts. If you're going to do it, when one party just continues to say no, if you're going to do it, it needs to fit the legal requirements that I set down in the law in the first place. A certificate of divorce, if you just send her away, I divorce you, I divorce you, I divorce you, that's not good enough. You got to have that certificate of divorce. And if you don't do that, it not only means you're sinning, it means you put her into a sinning situation. And I love the way that Dr. Marlon Howe, my mentor, uh, one of my mentors, said that actually what you have done, and he believes this, and I, I'll, I'll, I'll believe it too. If I did that and I sent Louie away and didn't have a clean divorce on that situation, I'm going to be responsible for her sin. Hmm. That's an interesting way to think about it. But you, he, the way he would say it is you caused her to be adulterized. So anyway, all of that to be said, here's the summary. Remarriage is okay if divorce is done the right way. And I hate to say that because I know people are going to be like, well, you just, just uh, are, are basically saying divorce Good is okay. Well, I, you know what, <laughs> isn't that the same story that Paul said, you know, that his critics were saying of him from the viewpoint of freedom? Well, if grace is true, you're just telling people to go out and sin all they want. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just telling you reality. That's all I'm doing. I'm just saying reality. This is God's word. Reality is divorce happens because of the hardness of your heart. If it's going to happen, it needs to follow the law. And if it doesn't follow the law, you're going to create a worse situation for yourself and for the person you're sending away. Be careful. But for everyone that has gone through a legal divorce, I do believe that it is totally okay to get remarried. Now, throw the little bit of speculation in there on no-fault divorce. <laughs> if you went into it with the wrong intent, you know, I'm, I'm on shaky grounds there at, at that point in time. <laughs> okay, so then it begs to ask the question, whether I did it right, whether I did it wrong, here I am. Mm-hmm. Now what? Great statement. Great statement. Because if you want to see what God says about that, you've got to go back to the program we did just recently, Ezekiel 18. 
Mm-hmm. Ezekiel 18 is basically saying, try to summarize it real quick. If a man was doing what's right and now he starts doing wrong, he's got a real problem. He's going to die. If a man was doing wrong and he starts doing right, he's going to live. So what is this all about? Well, you know what? Wherever you are right now, God is saying, go to my word, seek my word as to what's right to do and start doing it because your past is irrelevant. Again, that was Ezekiel 18. It's worth taking a look at. You're listening to Great Relationships. And guess what? All of these verses can be found in Chapter 11 of the Great Relationships material on the website, grnumeral8relationships.com. That's greatrelationships.com. Chapter 11 is where the material is. There's even a study guide. Or, good Lord willing, you can hear this program again. Or, you know, just send it to someone else and say, I love you. Thought you might like to listen to it. Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. It takes right thinking for right relationships right now. Great thoughts for great relationships. Unconditional love is not tolerance. Love stands for truth and boundaries. Love does not rejoice in evil or what is bad. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. Relationships can be great, and not just marriages or romantic relationships, all relationships. The Bible offers the same solution to what is essentially the same problem. What is the problem and what is the solution? Study along with us to find out. Great Relationships is a video course offering biblically-based insight on relationships. In each video, watch Herman tame tough issues by discussing them in a casual online learning environment. Each of Great Relationships' 12 chapters are subdivided into quick segments you can squeeze into a coffee break. So if you've had time to listen to this promotion, you have the time to sign up and start today. Visit our website at greatrelationships.com. That's G-R-numeral-8-relationships.com to sign up for our free newsletter. Pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. You're listening to Great Relationships, Pursuing the Best in Work, in Life, in Love. You know, listening to this whole thing about remarriage or not reminds me about The Matrix, actually. It's that scary, you know? Red pill, blue pill. You can learn God's word and move ahead, or no, you can take the other one and run away and make sure that your choice as well. So I'm just curious, Deb, like me, you also sought God's face. Unlike me, you haven't yet remarried. So what do you think? I think I took the red pill. (laughs) Which one was that? (laughs) Run away. I ran away. No, you know, early on, after I began to figure all this out, and gosh, you know, I went through hope for the family before it was great relationships, I think five times, because I realized there was just so much I needed to learn about relationships and marriage still, and being a parent, you know, I had a small child, and so really just took about five or six years just trying to focus on catching up so to speak. Once I got this remarriage thing settled in my mind, 
I still told the Lord, you know, Lord, if I have to stand before you one day and give an account for marrying again when you didn't want that, yeah, I don't want to do that. Don't let me. Don't let me go there. Mm-hmm. And so I've poured my life into ministry and raising my child, and there were a couple of relationships along the way, but never serious, or at least didn't get to the point of marriage, let me say that. And so now it's 30 years later, and I've not remarried. Do you ever wonder whether you've done the right thing from that I viewpoint? I do wonder that. Yeah, wonder you know, whether or not... Now the will the Lord say, yeah. oh, I really wanted to use those years married. Yeah. yeah. I, I wish you might have been more open to that. Yeah. This is going to sound terrible, but sometimes I find that my obedience isn't obedience, it's fear. Yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah. There's no doubt that you're bound to have had some of that, uh, the, of the fear involved. I mean, that's very common for relationships in general, especially if they've been in a relationship and it didn't go well. Right. Because we don't want to go back there, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's our mindset. So what do I do if I realized I have an increased accountability or at least an awareness of that accountability, and now I'm running by fear? What do I do? Well, it's it's interesting to... Uh, to hear what Deborah's saying here, she's basically saying, I, I sought the Lord. I've uh, had, had some relationships that didn't go to, uh, to marriage. It, it, it stopped. Then she starts questioning herself, should I have actually allowed this to go to marriage? And I'm going to tell you that you are exactly where God wants you. Some people have a very difficult time whenever I say those <laughs> type of things. Well, I actually remind myself of that. Uh, not often, yeah. but, but I do at times. The Lord's very capable of making this happen yeah. if he wants to. So and, and, and here's the way that I love for people to try to think about this. If it's in the past, it's God's sovereignty because it's happened. It's obviously what God allowed. It doesn't matter whether there's sin involved or no sin involved. It's what God right. wanted to have happen. Does that mean that you're not going to suffer any consequences for making a bad decision? No, No. but it is what God allowed to have happen. So the issue for us is to trust that everything that has gone on up to this point in time is where God wanted to be. And now I can look into the future and go, I'm going to have a decision to trust that God's sovereignty is in the future also. Mm So I have God's sovereignty on the past. I have God's sovereignty in the future. What is it God wants us to do? Make wise decisions now. Right. So I can tell you, you might have had fear about getting into those relationships, and that might be something that you need to deal with now that you're saying it again. But everything that's happened up to this point in time, God obviously didn't want you married or you would be married. Right. And I, I, I do believe that. Good for Thanks. you, because that is the right way to be thinking. That means I'm trusting God for everything that's happened. And I am, just like we said in Ezekiel 18 at the close of the, mm-hmm. the previous block, God was saying, look, if you were a really righteous person and you did all these wonderful things and then you started into iniquity, you're going to suffer for that. Mm-hmm. Or... You were a person of doing all of these sins and all of this iniquity, and you've turned into to start doing well. Great. You're going to be benefited from that. What is God telling us? He's saying the past is irrelevant. Today is relevant. What you're going to decide to do today is the key. And what you do today 
is going to be brought up again tomorrow. Mm. Each yeah. situation is what he wants us to pay attention to. Because if it's in the past, it's irrelevant. If it's sin, it's irrelevant. What you're doing today is what's relevant. And that's what God wants us to pay attention to. If you have gone through difficult situation and gone through a divorce, uh, you know what? Remarriage is allowed based on what God's Word is saying. Go get the details by looking at greatrelationships.com, GR, the number eight, relationships.com, chapter 11, and you can see Jesus' explanation of it, and you can see Paul's explanation of it. Both of those are outlined very clearly to show you how you can be thinking about working into a marriage again if God is leading you in that direction. But the most important issue, pursue the best for others, patiently, kindly, sacrificially, and unconditionally. And we'd like to hear from you. You can write us at Great Relationships, Post Office Box 51836, Midland, Texas, 79710. Again, Great Relationships, P.O. Box 51836, Midland, Texas, 79710. How is your day going, Barbara? I can't even begin to tell you how terrific my life is right now. What a coincidence. My life is just overflowing with blessings, too. Why, just yesterday, I found a $100 bill on the ground. That's great. I saved a cat that was stuck in a tree, and the owner was so thankful that she gave me a gift card to my favorite restaurant, Luigi's. Wow, I was in Luigi's just the other day and saved a man that was choking with the Heimlich Maneuver. He was so overjoyed that he gave me tickets to that new play that's been sold out for weeks. That's amazing. I've been wanting to see that play myself. Really? I asked my husband and he didn't want to go. Will you go with me? That would be great. Have you ever had days like this? <laughs> Neither have we. That's why we recommend great relationships. Join Herman as he offers you the opportunity to pursue the best for others. Kindly, patiently, sacrificially, and unconditionally. Right thinking, right relationships, right now.